Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, a 10th anniversary Marvel Cinematic Universe movie rewatch podcast. Episode 17, Thor Ragnarok. Hello there, welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Avengers Infinity War is just over the horizon. To prepare, we're watching all the MCU movies in order. My name is Stuart and I'm joined by Mr. Ben Avery. Are we there yet? Almost. I'm gonna turn <laughs> <laughs> I might have to turn this car around. Settle down back there. I'll do it. We're big MCU fans and are super excited to rewatch these movies. So let's dive into Taika Waititi's 2017 Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he did it. I did I actually pronounced his name right. I was yeah. I was a little bit surprised with myself. Um yes. yeah, you get <laughs> I could hear the surprise in your voice. Like, <laughs> I said it right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he is a, um, uh, New Zealand director. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Kiwi. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, so sometimes their names aren't, aren't as easy to pronounce as someone who's not from New Zealand. So I, I was, you know, Trying to do right. Although, do you remember the uh, Gian Michael Giancano debacle yes. we had? That was fun. Well, that was an ongoing debacle, like <laughs> across three different podcasts for me. Like, any, anytime I bring him up, it's like, oh, crud. <laughs> I got to say this guy's name again. Right. right. Giacino. Giacino. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that was bad. He, that was bad for me. Yeah, he, I don't think he has anything to do with this movie. So, although maybe did he do the score for this? No, he did not. The score for this was, uh, I believe, the guy's first name was Michael. It is no, it's Mark. Mark Mothersbaugh. And why do I know that? Because it is the last album I listened to on my iPod when I, well, I'm just the last music i listened to period uh today oh. how, how uh is that? that soundtrack two times uh while i was writing this afternoon nice how is that soundtrack it's it's great good it's what i like about it is the soundtrack reminds me of say i don't know tron legacy or stranger things or all those kind of 80s electronic callback soundtracks that we're getting a lot of, and I, I loved it. And so when I rewatched for this podcast, I was reminded, Ooh, I like the soundtrack. And so I purchased the soundtrack and then I was listening to it today while I was writing a superhero thing. So I, it yeah. does. I haven't listened to the actual like soundtrack, but the music inside the movie, you know, swells with that superheroic feeling, you know, it does because there's callbacks in it to the original Thor movies the first two, but there's also callbacks in it to the original, um, incredible Hulk TV show. There's, <laughs> there's a few moments where it does reference that. And when I first watched the movie, which kind of gets us into that first question, but when mm -hmm. I first watched the movie, I was just like, I thought I heard a, those, you know, some chords or something, yeah. you know? And then course i always stick around for the credits and it's been a quirk of mine since before marvel movies to yes. stick around through the credits and so while i was watching the credits i i was paying close attention to when the music 
uh, credits came up. And sure enough, they, they mentioned the lonely, lonely man theme. So it yeah. was not my imagination. I always, I always watch their credits too, not just because of Marvel movies, but because I, it's a sign of respect for me. I like, I yeah, would want yeah. somebody to sit there and watch my name go up the screen. So I'm going to sit there and watch somebody else's name go up the screen. So. Exactly. And, and, and then it's also just, it's interesting too, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I like music. And so for me to sit through the credits at the end of a movie before there were, you know, tag scenes, it really was more about sitting there taking in the music thinking about the movie and, and watching the names go by of the people who had worked on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we just get the bonus of having grandmaster fall out of the door and <laughs> do his double speak to take uh, credit for the revolution because you can't have a revolution without, without a, a dictator. Guy. to overthrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, part of me wanted to hear him say, you know, dinosaurs aren't, they just talk about chaos theory. That's what yeah, I yeah. wanted to hear. Nature. Um, found a way nature found a way uh so so yeah you this movie wasn't so long ago so it's kind of hard to sort of compare and contrast like we've done you know for the first two thor movies but um i definitely remember thinking that this was going to be a different um thor movie and it certainly delivered on that note and i remember um having conversations with you about sort of is this going to be MCU or where is it going to fall in the MCU or how is it going to affect the MCU? And it sure does in big ways <laughs> that, that whole, yeah. there was a news item where he's like, yeah, it just kind of takes place in its own corner. No, that doesn't count. It's definitely on the road lead up to something that's going to happen in um, a few weeks or a week, whenever you get to see that movie. Um Yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely not just its own thing. It could be, uh, but it builds on the three Thor movies. It builds on the Hulk movie, and and it definitely is launching us toward uh, the cosmicness of of Infinity War and yeah, uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I honestly, I, I expected to see more references to Guardians of the Galaxy. So did I. But so did I. I, I kind of feel like this is if if Civil War is two, you know, Avengers two point five, this is Avengers two point seven five. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. Because it's like the other Avengers, right. who weren't in Civil War, <laughs> the the what are they up to? Might I call them the Revengers? You could call them that. Yes. You could. Uh, and, no one and would hold it against you. No one would hold it against me. I do appreciate the um the humor I think is fantastic in this. It it hits all the right spots Um, because at the end of the day, Thor is kind of a campy character or at least could dabble into being a campy character. Yes. He can also, you know, uh, take charge and, and kick some butt and chew bubble gum. And he's all out of bubble gum. So, you know, he can take that mantle on, but he is also, really funny. And when you get Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth is really funny. So you might as well use that. Yeah. I mean, well, but this movie in some ways though, this is a huge tonal shift and it's very different from the other two Thor movies. And yes, there is humor that just comes out of that character. 
doing what he's going to do. And in the first movie, a lot of the humor came from him being a fish out of water, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So it's not like there's been no humor in the Thor movies, but this is, this is guardians of the galaxy light. Um, maybe not even light. I mean, it, this is definitely f- saying, Hey, guardians of the galaxy made a ton of money. <laughs> it was a super surprise to everyone. So much so that they got another one out. And we're going to follow suit with this. And this is definitely made in the Guardians of the Galaxy mode. But it's also the anti-Civil War. Because Civil War, Captain America Civil War, was mm-hmm. n- not humorous like this at all. Mm-hmm. And so you've got Avengers 2.5 going on over there. But Avengers 2.75 over here is um, they took you know, they took the Avengers movie and then they just put it through the wash with uh guardians of the galaxy and you know the white sheets came out pink (laughs) yeah or green well whatever yeah (laughs) and so the question is is that a good thing or not you know is it a good thing that it's so different from the first two so much so that okay captain america we have the captain america trilogy Mm. and iron man we have an iron man trilogy we do not have a thor trilogy we have a thor First one, second one, and then this is something completely different. You could almost say that, like, uh, Ultron is the third Thor movie, and then this is starting of something different or something new. Yeah, it absolutely is something different. And, again, to me, it wouldn't be as much of a problem. It's just this movie gets – it's always funny. It's everything is punctuated with a joke. Every moment is punctuated with a joke. And like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it Guardians of the Galaxy has some moments of intense emotion, but then there's a fart joke. Or, you know, it, it's just and that and that's where it's these movies, they're they're teenagers, you know? Mm-hmm. It's is we can have a, a really super meaningful moment, or maybe maybe less teenagers and more college roommates, you know, where you'll be sitting there with your college roommate and having this really emotional conversation because, you know, so-and-so broke up with me and blah, 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 blah. And it's really emotional and then, you know, it's it's good because you got a good friend who can listen and then fart. And then everyone's <laughs> laughing because you know, it broke the tension. And and that's what this movie does is there's yep. this emotional moment. Everyone just died in a massacre and then fart joke. I mean, not literally a fart joke, but close enough. I feel like the, uh, this movie breaks the tension though. I mean, if you, if you kind of all over of, the place, there yeah, is no tension. Yeah. yeah. There, Daniel would not feel tense in this movie. I don't think, um, but it's, it's really if you look at civil war and then you look at, you know, Dr. Strange and some of the other movies building into, into, um, infinity war, they're, they're all really, really tense, really, really, um, emotionally draining in some cases like civil war. This one, you know, just cuts it, cuts it right in half. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know that that's a, that's a downfall of the show. Yeah. I don't either. I, I, is it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. The, the fact that there's able to, for me, still be some emotional uh, response is testament to the quality of the filmmaking. You know, th- this is good. And it 
it could very easily just lose me along the way because it's just trying to be funny, 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 funny. But there is moments of genuine uh, emotion and they're drained. Usually, you know, they, they get spit away with, uh, you know, some sort of joke or something, but, uh, usually Korg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and, and that's the unfortunate reality of this movie is in some ways emotion becomes a throwaway as well. Mm-hmm. And so the emotion happens. And then for, you know, watching it with my kids, um, you know, my son, my 16 year old son loved it. He was laughing hard the entire time. And the problem was you have an emotional thing happen. I say emotional. I, I mean, it's not necessarily super emotional, but something happens. A world gets destroyed, let's say, and the people realize they've lost their home. And then Korg tells a joke and it's hard laughter because it's delivered in a super funny way. It's a funny line. It really is. Uh, all of them are (laughs) from Korg. Um, and I, and so that when I watched it back then, that was probably my, my main response was, uh Oh, and I remember talking to people who were just worried that is every MCU movie going to be like this now and, well, and try and just be constant, funny, constant, you know, cause guardians of the galaxy set the trend and Thor Ragnarok is picking up on that. Dr. Strange had moments like that, um, where they're just trying to, you know, you, the grand superhero moment can't happen anymore without a punchline. Yeah. I, I think though Black Panther, and not to sort of jump ahead in the uh in the road, but Black Panther sort of showed us that it's not always like that. You are not wrong, my friend. The that's just it is Black Panther said, Well, no, we're still gonna be serious and have mm-hmm. these emotional moments and, and it doesn't have to be punctuated with a joke. You know, they were in, in, you know, he's talking to his dad and the other, uh, you know, previous Kings of Wakanda. There were no fart jokes. No, not a one. It's good. Yeah. You, you didn't have any reference to a, uh, a, a Hulk without a shorts. That was good. <laughs> I, I, so that, so to me, that is not necessarily, um, that the MCU is going to be funny from now on to me. What, guardians did was it allowed the director to put his own stamp on a story that um was working very well you know i remember talking about joss whedon and how he did that with the avengers and then with avengers 2 it sort of got taken away and then you had um the ant-man director leaving the project and then peyton reed coming in and sort of taking it and building something new on it uh, Guardians 1 and 2, James Gunn. You can totally see James Gunn in those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Doctor Strange, the Russo brothers, but they didn't do Doctor Strange. They did Civil War. You can totally see them in Civil War. Scott Derrickson and Doctor Strange. Um, and then now Taika Waititi in, in Thor 3 and then Ryan Coogler in, in Black Panther. All of these directors brought in um, their own very distinct style. So we may not be seeing like an influx of comedy into the MCU. We may be seeing an influx of personality into the MCU, which that's kind of exciting going forward. Cause you know, I, I don't want to see a cookie cutter MCU. I want to see sort of different styles, take things on. No, I, I agree. And it's good for a director to bring his sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's and so this was definitely the the director's sensibilities can be seen here uh but they also i feel brought in this director because they were hoping for a james gunn feel Mm -hmm. i agree with that and is that a bad thing or a good thing that's for you to decide if you like the movie or not Mm -hmm. however and again yeah we will get to black panther obviously because we're almost there but you're almost there um, but with black panther not to jump ahead it it was not this no and it was his own thing and and it was good and so hopefully this does mean we're going to see director stamps on things but i'd also like to see the director continue with the characters. And so Russo brothers, infinity war, civil war, uh, winter soldier, um, those have worked and they're going to feel of a cloth. Mm-hmm. And, and so we'll just have to wait and see uh, with what's going to happen with the other stuff here. Um, beyond that Ant-Man and the wasp. Cause Ant-Man too was also just kind of, uh, you know, Hey, we're going to take the wind out of the sails of the superhero movie. And and turn it on its head a little bit, but not too much, you know. And so I'm curious what Ant Man and the Wasp is going to be like. I I think Captain Marvel is going to return to that grand superhero sort of um, trajectory, right? Grand superhero sort of feel. Um, I I don't know why I think that, other than the fact that it's you know it's being distinct in it the fact that it's in the '90s and it's being distinct in the fact that it's you know uh, somebody we've never seen before, um, and it's coming sort of right before whatever Avengers Four is. So I have a feeling it's gonna almost be like a, a Iron Man or almost be like a First Avenger. Captain America first Avenger movie. So it's, that's going to be interesting to watch when that comes around. Yeah, yeah, it will be. The, the one thing with this is it just doesn't feel like it's the third movie in a Thor movie series. First Thor movie was the origin story and mm-hmm. set a, a specific tone, which was Lord of the Rings meets Superman. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this, the second movie was just taking it a little bit further Lord of the Rings meets Superman, but we've already, we already know Thor. And so we can spend a little less time introducing him and have him spend a little more time maybe in in our world. Um, and, and then this is Superman in space, but Superman's really sarcastic a lot. (laughs) And, and and you know what else is, and and space is also sarcastic a lot. Right. Um, Everything in space is just sarcastic. (laughs) everything sarcastic or stupid (laughs) or both often both (laughs) or mean apparently because i don't think that well thanos might be a little bit sarcastic he's probably not i'm talking specifically for for ragnarok yeah for this movie um the everyone in space is sarcastic or stupid or or both yeah and that you know i i don't know if that's a if that's a a from on high thing, or if that's a, you know, just the way this movie was written and, and portrayed. Um, it'll be interesting to see what guardians three looks like. Although I have a feeling it's going to be a lot more sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's, here's the thing we're, we're talking about, you know, okay, it's so different, so different, so different. It had to be different because the, the other two Thor movies are probably the least popular of all of them. 
I say that without any scientific uh, data to back up my my claim. But my guess is, yes, there are people who do like those Thor movies. I am one of them. Um, but I think they're probably the least favorite of of all of them, except for maybe the Incredible Hulk with uh, what's his face, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. I I could see that. I mean, I know that um, it, it ranks you know second, especially the second Thor movie ranks low. On my on if I were to rank them all, it would rank low on my on my rankings. Um, the first Thor movie I thought was really good, but I could see where people may not like it as much. It's not as punchy as, um, uh, you know, Winter Soldier is, or even um, it doesn't hit as hard, I guess, as Winter Soldier, or it's not as comedic as Iron Man or whatever. Yeah, it's it's good, but I would say not popular. Yeah. You know, or not as popular. Um, I mean, it says something that all three of the Thor movies on my list on letterbox.com, where I am whispering loon, uh, you can find me there. Uh, I don't have much to find, but I'm there. All three of the Thor movies, okay, out of 18 movies here, 13 is Thor Ragnarok, 14 is Thor, um, 15 is Iron Man. <laughs> 16 is Thor of the Dark World, 17 is Iron Man 2, and then 18 is Hulk. You don't so, like Iron Man 2? It's I, I didn't say I didn't like it. It's just number 17 on my list. Somebody has to be number 17, I see. Somebody has to be number 17, and if I'm going to make a list with all of the things in it, um, I like Incredible Hulk, too. It's, yeah. just, it's just out of them, it's my least favorite. And that's where, yeah. Those two Thor movies, Thor Ragnarok is trying to fix a problem. And what's the problem? They're not making as much money. How do we make sure we're going to make as much money? We need to make Guardians of the Galaxy money with these Thor movies. Right. And let's, you know, put them in space. I, I did I did appreciate the um, the combination of Thor and Banner and, and the Hulk. I thought that was really interesting. I, I really yes. liked um, the character development for the big green guy. You know, I wasn't expecting that in this movie. I was expecting Hulk smash. But, you know, now this is the fourth movie he's been in, right? So sooner or later, you know, the green guy is going to have to develop or else we're not going to... What's the point of putting him in the movie? What's the point of being him, having him be a hero in the movie, I guess? Because otherwise he's just a big gun that you shoot. And if that's all they did with him, that wouldn't be a problem. No. But they did something more with him here. And this is a better Hulk movie than any other Hulk movie we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, period. I mean, I, I, it's not the best Hulk. Well, no, maybe it's the best Hulk. Not the best banner ever. Bill Bixby, TV show. I, I still have a soft spot for that. And if I'm going to, if I'm looking for a Hulk story that I just, I'm going to you know have two hours of my time, but it has to be Hulk related. I'll probably choose two episodes of the Incredible Hulk show over this. If all I'm looking for is the Hulk stuff. I'm going to have to watch the Incredible Hulk TV series. Maybe after this big movie comes down in a few days, I will uh, put that in my queue of watching. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it is something we want to do for the, the Patreon patrons. 
is take a look at the pilot episodes of live action TV shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Hulk would be pretty quick. Well, it'd be an easy one because there's, yeah. <laughs> there's, it's actually, it's easy to find. Very. Uh, unlike the, uh, unlike the Japanese Spider-Man. <laughs> Man, I just wish Spider-Man Homecoming came out. Why didn't we get the live action TV show and the Japanese TV show on DVD or at least on digital, you know, at least on digital money on the table, Ben money on the table, my money. Anyway, yeah. they could have had my, they could have had easily 50, 60 bucks out of me. Wow. Easily. Wow. That's a- For all of that together. Oh, so you're saying you want a total, you want a box set of all the Spider-Man movies and yeah. TV shows? Uh, the TV shows, the movies I don't care about. Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah, I have it because it's MCU. The other ones, I had them, but I have never watched them since I bought them. Like, that's not good. <laughs> no, that's a good use of money, I feel like. Um, when I would watch the TV show and the Japanese show, I, I would watch that. I would watch every episode of that. I'd be interested to see what it looks like because I've never seen Japanese. Like, the only Japanese TV shows I've ever seen have been like those Gonzo game shows. I've never actually oh, wow. seen like a like a um, like a drama or a you know comedy or like a like a narrative show. I guess is the way to put it. Well, here's the thing though: with that Spider-Man, the Japanese Spider-Man, it was on Marvel.com for a long, long time. Yeah, and it's not there anymore. Right around the time we started Welcome to Level Seven, they took it off. Oh, jeez. That's because I remember trying to convince Daniel to watch it <laughs> and it was there when we were doing welcome to level seven, but eventually it went away and Daniel still had not watched it. That's the thing that he does. Yeah. He doesn't he's, watch things. He thinks he's not going to like, that's so weird. I know. Right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're talking about Thor Ragnarok. Yes. So, so <laughs> what is it? What are, what aside from the obvious, what do we think it adds or how do we think it shapes um, the future of the MCU? It definitely expands the universe. Yeah. And I mean, we've got grandmaster now we've got, um, I mean, I don't know if we're going to return to Sakaar, but we now have Valkyrie. She's, she's a thing. We have all of those, uh, the refugees from, from Asgard. And I'm wondering, are they going to end up, in that spot on Nor in, in Norway where Odin says, look, this is home. Right. Um, take good note of this place. And I wonder if that, that field there is going to become kind of new Asgard on, on earth. Um, we've got Korg. We've got, so we've got these new characters who are going to show up. They're going to pop up. They're going to have some one liners, infinity war or something like that. Um, but Asgard is now completely gone and we now have a new normal for the Asgardians. I'm going to tell you right now, if Korg is on this movie and and Coulson isn't, I'm not. I might be upset. Just gonna say that right now. Stewart, Stewart, Stewart. <laughs> Look, Tigger's well, tired. <laughs> no, no, no. Korg will be in the movie because he's on that spaceship. Oh, so he right. He so he's with Thor. He is at Thor's he's, side. Yeah, and he's so, in a movie. It may not take very long. He may not have much to do, but he's going to be there and he's going to have a couple lines. And wasn't he played by the director? Yeah. So the director of Thor Ragnarok, 
who I didn't say his name because <laughs> I was afraid to butcher it. He was very smart to create an uh, ancillary character anyway, who is going to be in another movie. He gets paid to act in Infinity War. I mean, this is this is this is smartness. This that was very smart. And and that aside, I will uh, I will allow it because I get to control that. Um. Yeah. So so. Yeah. Infinity Stones. Oh, so the so the other thing that it adds really is this cosmicness, right? It expands on that cosmic feeling of things. Um, I, Valkyrie is obviously a, a Lady Sif replacement, um, for better or for worse. I miss Lady Sif, but I'm glad we've got Valkyrie. But she's not dead. Lady Sif is not dead. The no. other guys are. Yes. The Warriors three are dead. Right. But Lady Sif still alive. So there's always hope. She doesn't know who she is. She's got a bunch of tattoos. Where there's life, there's hope. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, I'm glad to see we have the Valkyries. I'm. I think that's an interesting, um, empowering thing. I'd love to see them do some sort of movie where you have the Valkyries being the main focus of the movie. The you know the 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 main people. I don't know if it should be her, but it definitely should be. Something to do with the Valkyries, having them be the main thrust of a movie would be very interesting. Yeah, what little we got in this movie was actually really cool. Yes. That, that, that stylized flashback and the fact that it was stylized, but it wasn't like, I don't know, moving pebbles, uh, <laughs> a museum, a, a really, really modern museum display in the living room of a, you know, planet size God person. I mean, it just, Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about guardians too. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they found some really unique ways to do flashbacks for this one. Mm-hmm. I loved it that it was just very stylized, hyper realistic, uh, but cool battle scene. Mm-hmm. And the, and then tying it into, to the Led Zeppelin song. Um, it worked very well. The, the battle yeah. scenes in this worked very well. Yes, they did. Okay. Recap of Infinity Stones real quick. I'm not going to quiz you on it because you know it. <laughs> so this, Yes, that's the reason why you should not quiz me on it. Yes. Yes. The Space Stone is in Asgard, probably. But maybe with Loki now because he put it in his pocket. Or under his coat or, or something. Right. I, I think he took it with him. I'm going to, I'm going to asterisk this by saying, um, Asgard is on the spaceship. So he has it on the spaceship with him. Yes. Cause Asgard is not a place. It's a people. Right. That's right. Uh, the reality stone, the ether is with the collector. The power stone is with the Nova Corps. The mind stones with visions head. Still the time stone is still around Dr. Strange's neck. Um, and he is protecting earth from the likes of Loki. I did like Dr. Strange's scene. Mm -hmm. I I would have liked more of it. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have minded Dr. Strange going and being a part of this adventure. But he would have been a little bit too powerful. Yeah, because, like, what is he going to do? Just, I I mean, that's kind of... I don't know. I I was hoping for more Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. His scene reminds me of the um, Ant-Man and Falcon scene. 
Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, just a little bit of a taste just to see how it goes. But, you know, once you're done, you're done. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it shows that there's a bigger universe mm-hmm. with lots of people. And, oh, hey. We know this guy. Yeah. This guy. We know this guy. I, I'm a little saddened that uh, it was essentially the same scene as the um, as the post-credit in Doctor Strange. It wasn't essentially the same scene. It was. It was the same scene. That <laughs> yeah. makes me that makes me sad. So don't do that, Marvel. If you're listening, don't do that. They they've done that kind of thing a couple times. I mean I know. The, the post credits are never what I want them to be. <laughs> yeah. They just aren't. I mean the, the post credits that I want are things that are gonna push forward the interconnectedness of everything. Mm-hmm. And instead we get preview scenes for another movie or we get um just a kind of lame joke you know give me give me one lame joke and i'm cool with that and then give me one scene that's going to tease the connectiveness of the your your world um just just do it you know but you know that's not that's not what they wrote that's not what they want to do and they're making the movies and we're not so that's right it's true. That's right. All right. Thank you for watching Thor Ragnarok with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, head on over to welcome to seven, welcome to level seven.com forward slash feedback, where you will find a great many ways to keep the conversation going. Welcome to the infinity initiative is a member of the noodle mix network. Find more of our award-winning podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Once again, thank you for listening. Next episode, Black Panther.